0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Growth Podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis. Thank you all for joining. How's everyone doing out there? Hope you all are doing well. I hope you're having a great week so far. Um, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and dive in. I'm going to grab my glasses that are in my hands here, because as you all know, I can't see. <laughs> I won't be able to see my notes, and so that won't be good. Um, all right, so... Today we're gonna be picking up our career series. So last week we talked about, or last time I should say, we talked about starting before you're ready. So whether that is taking a new job, starting a new project or taking on a leadership role, I gave you five steps to take in order to start. So let's just do a quick recap. One was getting off the sidelines and in the game. Two was asking clarifying questions. Three, remain curious and ready to learn. Four, develop an action plan. And five was simply start. So if you missed that episode, you can always listen after you listen to this one, of course. Go back and listen and get all the goodies. All right, so now we're going to move into this week's topic. So, this week's topic is near and dear to my heart. So, please, if you, if this resonates with you, please don't feel, um, please don't be offended. Um, (laughs) Please don't be offended because I too struggled with this for a long time in my career. So, this week we're talking about are you a leader or are you a gap filler? You might, like I said, you might be thinking, why? that topic. Phil, so this is one of the top um, blockers for those who are looking to elevate in their careers. So let's just start with something simple. Like what exactly, how would I describe a gap filler? So a gap filler often assumes that, you know, they a gap filler, let's start, let's, let's, let's rewind, let's start here. Gap filler is someone who always steps in. They step in to help. They are someone who identifies gaps with the team, projects, anything, and then they work to provide solutions that often involve them actually doing the work and filling in. This person is usually someone on the team who is a top performer, they are an achiever and always, most likely, someone who is dependable and someone who genuinely cares about their work and someone that the team always counts on and relies on. I believe that Fuller's motives are pure and authentic, and they just genuinely want to do what is right for their team and the company and to help create success In those areas. Now, the other side of the gap filler is that gap fillers often assume that they will be rewarded on the merit of their work. Well, the thing we have to realize, and I say this with love as a recovering gap filler, is that it is not, that is not often the case. And you know what comes from that? it leads to frustration. You see, friends, most time, it doesn't work this way. And we do want people to recognize us for our great work and the achievements and the things that are happening that we're doing behind the scenes often. But the truth of the matter is, is that while, yes, really good engaged managers will notice and they will help you elevate in their career, in your career, but sometimes, you know, oftentimes, Managers and leaders of people, they're busy as well, and they have a lot of things. If you are part of a large team, then, you know, that has layers of, like, managers, if you've got, like, uh, maybe a CMO, and you've then got a layer of, like, uh, directors um, underneath, and then you've got teams underneath that, you have to think, if you've got a lot of leaders, that's a lot that your managers or a lot of people on the team. That's a lot that your managers have to think about. They have to think about like the goals up top. They have, they have a lot of things. And I know for me personally, I used to always think that like my manager should just know I'm coming in, I'm having one-on-ones. They should just know the things that I'm doing. I'm talking about it, you know, every week. But you have to give them a little grace because they are trying to think big picture for the department. And the team, and so sometimes it's up to us. We have to develop plans of how um, of how we can share our wins and share and be transparent about what it is we want. So. That's just, that's another, that's a nugget. Also a personal example. Um, You know, I was gap filling for years and I honestly never called it gap filling until my recent job that I left um, probably back in, I think it was back in May. Um, I just always, if something wasn't being done and it needed to be done, I would figure out how to get it done. Or if a manager asked me, oh, yeah, can you help step in and help here? I would step in and help. And I did that in pretty much every job that I had, always taking on more work, always helping, because you ultimately think that, you know, by me doing these things, it's going to help me to get promoted. It's going to help me get more money. Um, but it just that just doesn't happen unless you are vocal about what it is you want because one thing that I realized is that, guess what? Not everybody wants to climb or elevate up in their career. Some people are perfectly fine with, you know, give me the incremental raises, give me merit based on my performance, but I'm cool in this position. And then there are other people who are, I want to, you know, I want to keep growing. I want leadership. And, you know, I want merit. So you have to be clear about what it is and you have to talk to your managers. So for a really long time, I didn't do that because I kept thinking, oh, yeah, they'll notice. I mean, gosh, they have to know I'm doing all this great stuff. But in my last job with my last manager, You know, I did have those conversations. I did talk about what my expectations were based on the work that I was working on and the things that I was doing. And when, you know, and where I was filling holes. So I found ways to celebrate and talk about my wins and what my expectations were and what I wanted. And so when you go into that and have a conversation, honest conversation, transparent conversation with your managers, if you decide to leave, then there's no shock in awe when you submit a resignation because you've had those conversations. All right. So what, if you are hearing me talk to you right now, or you're watching me talk to you right now, um, and you're thinking, wow, this sounds a lot like me, in what I've been doing, let me tell you, it's not, It when you think about it, you know, it's like, it's not, it's an epiphany almost where you're like, huh. Because when I started to think, when I called myself gap filler, I was like, it was an eye opening moment for me. Um, but what I'm going to do is tell you some ways that I recommend that some things that you can do and to ensure that you're doing before you decide to have a conversation. So I think you do these things first. I'm going to give you six things that you can work on now or you may already be doing these. But I think sometimes even when we're already doing things, a lot of times we don't actually think about those things cuz we're just like in the moment. So first is these are the six things that you should do if you're looking to make that transition from a gap filler to a leader. Um, One, think like a visionary. Flex your strategic muscles. (laughs) And really begin to think holistically, um, not just in your functional area. Um, That is really important um, when you're looking to be seen as a leader. If you're only, if you don't have expertise in like the one thing, like if all, if you work in social media and you just work, you work in social media, but you really want to be like a marketing, a head of marketing, a CMO, then at some point you have to elevate your thinking to be more strategic based on the group, or the whole marketing functional area and not just the social media um, functional area which you work in. Um, but there are also, on the other side of that, there are also ways, you know, if you're, I'm going to use marketing as an example, because that is the area that I work in, in my everyday job. Um, so just say, for example, my role today is head of integrated marketing. And so I am responsible for a number of different areas inside of marketing, from communication to content strategy, to video to design. And so if I stayed focused in just the area of, let's just say, communication, but I didn't understand and hadn't worked with like designers, hadn't worked with video and photography, then I wouldn't necessarily be able to lead in the integrated marketing space because I maybe don't have experience doing all the things. But as you begin to broaden your skill set and think holistically about what should be goals for this team versus just what are goals in communication? Now, if I want to be just a leader in the communications area, say I worked, I was communications manager, but ultimately I wanted to be like a content strategist, then that's different. That's a different approach. So, I mean, I think the work applies in both areas. All right, number two, self-development. Work on the skills that leaders, in your organization or people that you know in the industry or just anyone that you might admire are great at, like communication, decision-making, collaboration. Those are just a few. So like work to enhance those skills that you see in other leaders that you admire or that you think things that you think are important um, for leadership, take some classes, Do LinkedIn learning, you know, go to some workshops, network. I think those are all really good ways. I think you have to definitely always be developing yourself. Number three, set and reach your goals. In whatever area you're working in today, you should have goals um, oftentimes in the corporate space, they're referred to as smart goals. Um, but if you know if you've got goals within your position in your area, you should set them and you should reach those. And then you should always look at processes and um, other ways to continuously improve in your area. Excuse me, and the things um, and the things in your space. So set and reach your goals, and always have a continuous improvement mindset. Four is be an active learner and listener. So we just talked about self-development at number, number two. But being an active learner is always being curious and learning and listening and being able to learn from other people, like being able to learn from other people on your team. That's one of the things that I love most about managing is being able to learn from the people on my team. Like we don't have to all be, I don't have to be great at everything, but having a great team around me and having experts in their areas helps me. That's the one thing that my manager tells me all the time. He's like, I don't need to be good at all the things. I have you all who are experts in your space. He's like, and I learn from you. And I think that's really important like for people, because I think a lot of times, too, you feel like you have to know how to do all the things. You don't have to know how to do all the things. You just have to know enough, I think. <laughs> I think you have to know enough, and I think you have to be curious enough to keep learning. And those, those are some key leadership traits to me. Also, being an active listener. Can't say it enough that listening is so is so key. Um I think that's a great trait of leaders is being able to actively listen to someone before commenting. (laughs) I was having, sorry, I was thinking back, I was trying to think of what example I want to give you because I have a lot of examples of like bad active listeners like in my career. Um, So like if you have, if you have a manager who, or, uh, upper-level, C-level um, manager who whenever you're presenting or I think so if you know when you're presenting someone, just say you've got a presentation, you're on slide one that's like the very first slide, you're just starting. And then there's someone like, oh, 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 I have a question. Oh, I have a question. And they're already like asking you about something that's going to be in the presentation like five, five slides down like they just need to let you get there. That's not active listening. (laughs) That's not listening to speak. That's listening to like, not really listening. You're just trying to speak. So I would say just a pro tip I'll give you is I always start to put like an agenda every time, no matter what, even if I thought like, you know, this is a quick presentation, I'm only three things, but I always put an agenda so that people at least know what's coming up, and you don't get those interruptions like very early on before you even get going in your um, presentation. All right, number five is seek out leadership opportunities. So the best way, I think, to be seen as a leader is to begin to function as a leader. Um, someone once told me a long time ago is that you should always work at the level that you like to be at. So like if you were the coordinator and you wanted to be the manager, then you should take on um, the, you should be working as the manager. You should be working like the manager. You should be taking on projects that seem like something that the manager would be doing. Um, and you can certainly, I think, ask for those opportunities. Um, Nothing makes, I think, a manager more excited is when someone says like, hey, I know we're talking about this project. I know so-and-so might be leading it, but I'd really love to be involved in it. And I think like, it's just a lot of times just asking for the opportunities. You can't really sit back anymore in this day and age, I think, and just expect for managers to know because I just think a lot of times managers just don't um, think they just have a lot going on. And that's not in defense of like people who don't have conversations. It's still up to, I think managers still need to have one-on-ones with their team. They still need to understand um, what your goals are, what you want for your career and work with you in order to get there. Like that is, I think very much a role in ownership for a manager to play. Like they have to be in partnership with their um, team member in order to help them to get where they'd like to be. All right, and the last thing, number six, is ask for feedback along the way. Um, Ask and be open to the feedback and implement it. Now, don't ask for it if you aren't willing to receive it or if you are not planning to change, like, that's just, that's just it because people providing feedback. I had an, a, a team member um, some years back who I just, I just loved and I, I love that she always asked for feedback. Whenever she did a presentation, whenever she worked on a project, she always in her one-on-one or after her presentation would come and she would say, hey, okay, so um, is there any feedback that you can give me on how I can be better the next time and i just think that there's something to that continuous um continuous improvement mindset because none of us are perfect and we are always looking to grow and develop and so i think just um getting that of course sometimes the feedback sometimes the feedback is sometimes the feedback can make you you know of course sometimes you can get upset but you know some of the some of the Feedback that I've received in my career hasn't always been pretty. I didn't always like it, but I took it. I sat with it. And then I thought about it. And, you know, a lot of times I was like, oh, okay, you know what? They weren't wrong there. I can be better in that area. I can't do this differently. I can't approach things, you know, a different way. So just know that like people who care about you and want to see you be your best and be better, um, they're not doing it in ill will. It's only to help you. All right, so let's do a quick recap on those. So number one, think like a visionary, flex your strategic muscles, self-development, work on your skills. Three, set and reach your goals. Set the goals, beat the goals, celebrate the goals. (laughs) Four, be an active learner and listener. Be curious about the world in which you work and around you, and then also listen. Listen, and you'll get so much from that as well. Five, seek out leadership opportunities. Be seen as a leader by acting in a leadership role. And six, ask for feedback along the way. Be open to it, receive it, and implement it. All right, so now these things will not all happen overnight, and it will take some time. And then, if out of these six things you're like, I'm already doing these, some of these, some of these things, Kyra. So, you know, if you're already doing some of those things, assess where you think you might be currently with those things, right? And then look at the other ones that you may not be um, practicing right now and see how you can implement those into your, your development plan. Okay, so when you get to a place, and you feel comfortable and you're ready to have a conversation with your manager, one thing I recommend is that you outline your wins, look at areas for growth, talk about projects that you're interested in, and then also where you see your career heading. I promise you that as a manager, I'm always pleased when team members come in and they want to have a conversation about their career. And I've always said this, anyone who has worked on any team with me knows that I am the type of leader that if I can't get you to your career goal inside of the walls, obviously a lot of us are remote now, if I can't get you to where you're in your current position or within the company, you know, if there's not like, opportunity in the team, opportunity in a different department, and I will help you get it outside of our organization. Because for me, it is always about helping my team members grow and to find joy in what they do every day. So I think if you have that type of relationship with your manager or your leader, that's really awesome to be able to have those transparent conversations. So again, You do the six things, you set up for a meeting with your manager, maybe one of your one-on-ones, maybe even a separate one-on-one so that you can, so you don't muddy the waters with like what I'm working on versus let's have a career discussion. And I think you should be doing this like, you know, often most companies do have like a mid-year check-in and then you have an end-of-year check-in. And I think you could either use a mid-year or end-of-year or, you know what, if you just feel like I want to do it out of the cycle, do it out of the cycle. All right, so let's talk about our key takeaways for today. So one, you can't gap fill forever if you want to elevate in leadership. Two, don't expect that you'll be rewarded for great work, but develop a plan that allows you the opportunity to not only share your wins, but discuss your career goals with your manager. And then three, as you transition from gap filler to leader, be sure to follow the six steps that I I talked about above. Think like a visionary, self-development, set and reach your goals, be an active learner and listener, seek out leadership opportunities, and always ask for feedback, six. (laughs) Um, <laughs> awesome. I share all of this, like I said, with love, as I am, I was a gap filler for a really long time. And as I elevated into leadership, I would still find myself filling gaps for other leaders. And at that point, that means that meant that Kyra had to do something different. Um, because, because there is a need, and there will always be a need, as you work in any role in in any job, there are always going to be some gaps, but what happens is, is that you have to figure out how you can help to find a solution that, not, that does not involve you always being the person that actually takes on more work. <laughs> well, if you, um, if you have questions or thoughts on, you know, this conversation today, feel free to send me an email. Hello at glowupgirl.com. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear some of the things that you've done. Um, if you found yourself in this gap filling um, role versus the leadership role that you were trying to be in, um, please send, send send over your stories. We'd love to get those. Um, all right. So before I go, remember, you can head over to glowupgirl.com to Listen to previous podcast episodes, get resources, and more. If you're hearing these stories and the message is resonating with you, and you may not be where you are in your career, you can take the free Is It Time for a Change in Your Career quiz at girl.com. I designed that quiz to help you determine where you fall in one of three places. I'm happy, finding purpose, and ready to elevate in my career. Or number two. I'm just okay. Not sure if this career is fine, if I'm finding purpose or if I want to elevate in it. And three, you're like, Nope, it's not, it's, it's, this is not it. It's time for me to pivot and no purpose. And joy lives here. <laughs> and once you take the quiz, you can feel free to schedule a free 15 minute chat with me. I love to discuss how I can help you discover your unique strengths and Create a career that you love. All right. This has been a great chat today. Um, I can't wait to come back um, with more. You can listen or watch the Career Focus episodes um, as well as my my interviews with amazing, my other amazing guests and and amazing and inspiring guests um, on our YouTube channel or just on your platform, on any podcast platform. Blah, that was a lot, blah. (laughs) Okay, so for our next topic in the career series, we will focus on questions you should ask yourself when considering a career change. Hmm, something to think about. Um, If you have any career-focused topics you'd like me to cover, feel free, again, send me an email at hello at glowupgirl.com. As always, it is my pleasure to share with you and to have you all join me. And I thank you so much for your support. And I will see you all next time. Until then, remember, stay focused, bath and glow up. Take care, everyone.